Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do uh, psychics provide a valuable service or do they prey on vulnerable people? Now, I know we did something during the day recently on this, right? But it was I got an interesting message and I thought I thought it was interesting one because I, I'm starting to think a bit better and more, and particularly after we talked about it the last time. Hi, Niall. I was hoping you might bring this up on your show uh, for me. I want to talk about psychics and mediums, please. My elderly mother in the last two years has become completely reliant on one in particular. We lost dad a little over four years ago and now mam has been finding it really hard to cope without him. She decided to go to a medium because she wanted to be closer to dad. I tried to talk her out with us at the start, but she wouldn't listen to me. She went with her friend and paid £60, or euro I assume. When she came home, she started to tell me all about it. She was so happy and said that dad came through to her and told her he was happy and no longer in pain. Now, well, obviously, if he was dead, he was no longer in pain. I'm sorry, sadly to hear. Anyway, I knew this was the usual jargon that a medium would tell, a grieving widow, but it seems to give ma'am some form of comfort, so I didn't mind so much. But then she said she wanted to go back again because she liked the idea of being close to dad. This infuriated me because it means ma'am, who is a pensioner, will be given 60 quid to this person to basically tell her a fairy tale. I think it's disgraceful that these people are allowed to get away with it, and I believe it should be illegal. Fast forward a year later, and she's still seeing this psychic, but now it's over the phone because of the COVID. Over the phone, Niall. And yes, she's still charging her. If that's not preying on vulnerable people, I don't know what is. How can you do a medium service over the phone? So, now, she goes on to say, my brother thinks I'm overreacting, and that if it gives my mam some form of comfort, what's the harm? I was wondering, can you talk about these people on your show? Do people who agree with me that they, those who are taking advantage of vulnerable people should be, it should be illegal? Now, thousands of people, by the way, in this country hand over money to visit psychics and mediums. And we all know the difference between the two, although sometimes there's a blurred line, isn't there? Sometimes the psychics will tell you that they're mediums and the mediums will tell you they're psychics. They'll try and do the, the job of both. And many people swear by these psychics to tell them about their futures and to contact the deceased and all that kind of carry on. But I want to know if you think psychics and mediums provide a valuable service. Now, I'm sure many of you listening will think that the whole psychic world is a load of nonsense. But there are many people who take comfort in going to see a psychic or a medium. And the people who visit these clairvoyants, as the word that was given to them years ago, are adults at the end of the day. And if they want to pay over their hard-earned cash to somebody who pretends to tell them what they think is going to happen in their future or pretends to talk to dead people, who are we to judge? But there are many critics out there, however, who will say that these people are preying on vulnerable people, playing on those who are, tend to be a little bit simpler, I suppose. And they say that they prey on those who have, you know, I suppose, just lost somebody they've loved and are in a vulnerable state. But maybe you believe that the people, or that there are people out there who have some sort of special powers, so to speak, that can contact loved ones from the other side. Ooh. So the question I want to ask you tonight is, do you think psychics and mediums provide a valuable service? Or should it be illegal? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Should psychics and me or do psychics and mediums provide a valuable service? Or do you believe it should be illegal? All right. Don't expect any sympathy from me tonight, by the way, in relation to this, because I'm completely sceptical of it or sceptical of it, and I think the whole thing's a load of nonsense. But I don't know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Me Julie. Hello. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, okay. I was the Ali G thing I was doing there. Sorry. Majuli. Listen, Niall. Yeah, we know you've heard that before. Yeah, I know. Sorry. 
I've heard it before, but I'm going to go and see my medium probably before Christmas, and I'm going to ask her about you. Yeah. Why would why, why would she know about me? <laughs> because she knows about other people as well. She's told me stuff about other people that I've gone back and it's been true. So right. I'm going to ask her something yep. about you to tell me something about you, and I'm going to come back to you, and then your mind will be totally <sighs> just my way. With blown, this blown. Yeah. My mind. But the thing about it is, it's easy enough. For them, I mean, I don't know whether your psychic listens to me on the radio, but if your psychic listens to me on the radio, she'd know a lot about me without having to guess. Maybe she would, but I don't know. But I'll ask her and I'll see Well, what get her to tell her something that nobody else would know. She did, though. She's told me things. No, I mean about me. Know. When you go back to her, get her to blow me mind. I don't think she listens to you. <laughs> <laughs> By no, the way, if there's any psychics or mediums listening, come on the air and tell me something about me that nobody else would know. And I'll, I'll, then, I'll then I'll believe you. Okay so, okay, so you go. How much do you pay? 80 euro. Jesus Christ, Julie. It's well worth it, though. I'm Is telling it? you now. Is it's it? really worth it. Okay, yeah, so in you go in the door, right? I'm assuming it's a woman, by the way. It is. Yeah, they're nearly all. And by the way, they're nearly all women that go to see them. What's that all about? But anyway, so you go in the door, you sit down. Is there like a crystal ball on the table? No. <laughs> <laughs> is there tea bags and tarot cards? No, it's just a room. It's simply just a room. I went to a hotel, like into a hotel before, and it's just a room like like it would be a hotel room. You just go in, you sit down. She just tells you a lot of stuff. She's really, really good. I just, I, I really believe her though, seriously. She told me something last year. I went to see her last Christmas and she told me a few things that were going to happen. I didn't believe her and they all happened. Like, Give me an example of things that she said would happen. I broke a foot. She told me all about that situation before it even happened. She said you were, you were going to break a bone. She told me about something was going to happen. She told me that like, there's more to it. I can't go into it right now. But okay, no, I don't want to know your personal stuff. No, I know. Yeah, I, no, I get you. No, she told me She told me that I was going to break a foot as well. She told me that, um, just just loads of things. Like, I really believe her, though. Yeah, but it's if she, yeah, but you could be in there. Yeah, but here's the then. thing. You're in there with her for maybe a half an hour. Is it about a half an hour? 45 minutes. Oh, 45 minutes. So she tells you a lot of stuff in that 45 minutes. 90% of it will probably never come true. But you will only remember the one or two guesses that she has that do come true. She doesn't always talk about the dead, though. She told a friend of mine, a friend of mine was missing a piece of jewellery for years and years and years, and she found that piece of jewellery because she told her where it was. Where was it? Upstairs in the drawer? It was in somebody else's possession, but she got it back. Right, okay. So, yeah, and it is dangerous as well. You can go to them and they'll tell you something and they can send you off your head with some of the stuff they tell you. But, but yeah. they'll never give you bad news like you're going to die or something like that, will they? Um, They're not meant to, anyway. No, no, I don't think so. No, I know when we used to have psychics on radio, and now the, the broadcasting authority don't are not really uh, keen on it anymore, right? But yet, many years ago, there was psychics on radio. Please don't mention the names; we all know who they were, right? But they were. It was meant to be for entertainment. Do you understand? And they, they used to have them on TV as well. It was meant to be for entertainment, but they weren't allowed, for example, to tell you anything about health, or they weren't allowed to tell you that you're going to die, or anything negative. It had to be positive stuff. No, they can say negative stuff as well. I've seen wars over negative stuff as well being said on a medium show. Like, seriously, mm. they can say negative stuff. They do say negative stuff. And they don't hold back. Once you pay your money, they will tell you what you want to know. But if somebody could really tell the future, right, and not just selectively to, you know, little guesses and things, if they could really tell the future, so why can't they guess the winning lottery numbers? Or why can't they... Maybe, why, maybe they just don't want the winning numbers. Ah, come on. Numbers. So they're charging you 80 quid. 
course they'd want the winning lottery numbers if they're that stuck for money. I don't know. I don't know. Where's Keith Barry? Ask him the lotto numbers. The media don't tell <laughs> you the lotto Barry. numbers. But Keith Barry is an illusionist. He, he'll admit that. He'll tell you straight off that he's not actually a magician. He's an illusionist. So an illusionist puts together a trick. It's a trick of the eye. It's a trick fool you. What the eye can't see, you don't know about. But He knows the lotto numbers. He knows them. He has them. People have the lotto numbers. They just, some people just, just don't use their... Key the Barry has the lotto numbers. No, he Jeff hasn't. Oh. No, yes, he, he hasn't. The lotto yes, numbers. <laughs> Do you think if Key Barry had the lotto numbers, he'd bother his arse going on tour every year? He'd just win the lotto. He would. Look at Mark L. Westlife. He sold ice creams at an ice cream van at a music festival. And look at the money he has. It's done. That's right. It's a chip van he has, isn't it, sir? Chip van, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't an ice cream van. Yeah, it's out in Nace or somewhere like that. He lives out in Nace. What's what's he doing working in a chip van? I don't know. Maybe that's just what they want to do, like these people that have all this money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think if I was minted, I would want to work in a chip van. He said it was brilliant. It was the best thing he's ever done in his life. Maybe he watched The Snapper a lot or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it the snapper they had the chip van in? So okay, so does your psychic then? Does she does she kind of cross over into mediumships as as well? How do you mean? Like, does she start talking about you know people that they were dead and have contacted her? She spoke about people that were dead. Yeah, I told you before about my friend. She says a lot about her. Like that's that's I like that part of it because the stuff that like I didn't know as well that's coming to light and. It's nice to know. It really is. Eighty euro is nothing. I've been going. Eighty euro is a lot if you don't have it. Yeah, I know, but you don't go every day. Do you know that kind of way? You go probably once every couple of months, and, and it's in your head, and it's just nice. It's really nice. Okay, well, hang on. James, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, James? How's it going now? How's it going, James? Yeah, <laughs> Julie, she goes there every now and again, hands her 80 quid, and your woman tells her her future. Yeah, more fool her. Yeah, more fool her. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. But, but it makes Julie feel, feel better. Party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes her feel better, absolutely. Crack on. Yeah. I can give her, if, she, if she gives me 80 euro, I'll tell her the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do you think, it, so you don't believe in obviously, James? No, at all? No, well, personally, I don't believe in the afterlife, so. Yeah. You know. You're dead, you're dead. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Um, you're not, you're not going to come back and give messages to strangers. Yeah. With single you know, digit letters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm sure you know? if I, I have better things to do, you know. Yeah, could you imagine like if you imagine you had died, right? Mm-hmm. And you had a, you know, and, and if we're to believe what we're told about, you know, heaven and, you know, and the afterlife and all that, mm-hmm. and you have to cross over, right? So you go mm-hmm. to all this trouble of crossing over <clears throat> and you go to some young one and go, will you tell that person my name begins with the letter M? Yeah, could, <laughs> I mean, could, I not, give a, could, I, yeah, could I not give a direct message? <laughs> yeah. You know, like if I get a line to some, why not everyone? Yeah. You know, like, I, what, are these the chosen few? Look, it's never been proven. There's been, like, people have put a million dollars out there. Literally. Yeah, well, that's your man Randy, isn't it? What's yeah, his name? and now not one took it up. Not one. Yeah, Julie, you know about that, don't you? John, I think his name is John Randy in America. He has put up a million dollars for any psychic who can prove what they're doing is real to come forward. And he has an experiment, like a scientific, you know, a controlled experiment to prove what they're doing is real. And not one of them has come forward yet to claim it. He obviously doesn't have my medium's number, but I will give it to her. I will give her that piece of information and she can go ahead and ring him because some of the stuff that I've heard, honest to God, it's the truth. So, some of the stuff. So is she dealing with the realms of like statistical possibility there? Like Nora said, if 5-10% of the stuff she says that you actually 
you go, oh yeah, she said that, but 90% of the stuff you've completely forgotten about because it hasn't came through. Like, I no. went to a medium out of curiosity. I didn't pay for it. Okay, the sister got on group on, one of her friends pulled out, so she asked me would I like to go. Just curious, I went. Now, she did get one or two things correct, but the other stuff she said was wildly, wildly out there, like, and very, very hurtful stuff, saying that the, she got correct that my friend committed suicide, right? She actually did that, get that correct. But then she started to tell me that he was a cocaine addict and he had a massive bill and his mother abused him his whole life, which was, like, couldn't be further from the truth. And his mother actually then committed suicide two years after him. Oh so she would have been dead at this stage. Oh, my. Yeah. That's a tragic so, story, James. It was horrific, man. Yeah, yeah, very Absolutely. dark. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was horrific. Um, but, yeah, she got one or two things correct, but the rest of the stuff she said, to be honest, which I felt like absolutely screaming the head off her because I knew it wasn't true whatsoever. And who the hell is she to start saying all these, this misinformation? Well, and she, she's a person you've just given money to and more or less permission well, to say I, it. Exactly. I didn't pay her. No, no, but to, to say think these things as a definite, she wasn't guessing. She was saying these as a definite. And I knew for a fact they were false. Yeah, by the way, d- sorry, David texted and said James Randy was his name and he passed away only recently, actually. He was 92. James yeah. Randy, yeah, that was the guy that put them the million dollars up. I knew mm. it was something Randy. Yeah. See, he died, he died, see? He's dead. Everyone dies. Everyone, he was 92, <laughs> Julie. He's lived a good life. I don't think he's too, I don't think he'd be too disappointed to get to 92. <laughs> I know, but he's gone now, so his, his what, what he came out with is not true. What do you mean? It's not true. Like, if you can find somebody, how much did he say he would give them? He, he would give them a million quid. And he's dead now, so he can't yeah. do that. So he's just full of it yeah, as well. That was about 20 years ago now. Was it 15 well, see, okay, I, if I wrote a number down here, right? Yeah. Okay? On a piece of paper, a four-digit number, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, and I put a challenge out for a million or euro for a psychic to come forward and tell me what that four-digit number is. I guarantee you, Julie, not one of them will do it. <laughs> Did you write the number down? Yeah, I just did. Five. No. Well, I'm not a medium, but I just thought I'd give it. What's it between now? What? One one and four thousand. Jesus Christ, 3,555. Spot on, James. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. Well, the point is, that that's more or less Julie what he was doing. COVID. We're making use of the COVID numbers tonight. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, no. see, Julie, I mean, there is two thinking, uh, two trains of thought on this. Either you think it's a load of codswallop, as Joe rightly says there, or you think that, you know, there's something in it. And... There usually are, with, with the greatest respect to you, Julie, there usually are people who are vulnerable, who've lost somebody, mm-hmm. who are desperate for information, who are going through a tough time of their life and want things to get better and want to hear good news or positivity. They're, they're, they, they are preying on people. Well, my medium is not preying on me. It's my choice to go and see her. And if I want to pay €8 Euro for a little bit of comfort, I'm going to pay €8. Euro. I'm going to go and see her soon. Like I said, Niall, I'm going to get some information from her about you. Well, I'm sure there's people out there who claim to be psychics and mediums. If there is, come on the air and tell mm-hmm. me something that nobody else would know about me. And then I'll believe you. But I guarantee you nobody will. No. Have you got 80 euro and I'll get you someone on the line now? <laughs> well, actually, hold on a second. Maura just texted a number there. Actually, everybody texts in a four-digit number, right? I'm going to give a... I, I've just written it down, okay? So yeah. nobody else can see it. Apart from maybe my boss, because there's cameras in the studio. No, nobody else can see it, right? So, and he's not going to win the money. I, I wonder what any kind of anybody guessed the four-digit number. Now, Maura was quite close, actually. Maura, you're very close there. 
I have to be honest. I'm not going to read out your number now, Maura, because it was very close. <laughs> okay, but it's a four-digit number. All right, so, and I'll give you a clue. It is between one and 4,000. All right, if you look at it that way. All right, between one and 4,000. So what is the, the four-digit number? And see if anybody gets it right. Four-digit number. Yeah, but see, I suppose the odds are now if people are texting in. What's the prize? What's the prize? Yeah, and we'll have an answer for this before the end of the show. I give you a round of applause. What's, what's, what sort of prize do you want? I, I'm, I want I'm a man. I want a hoodie. I'm a man of limited means. No, yeah. I want a, I want right. a hoodie. <laughs> what, what, one of Jim and PJ's hoodies? Yeah. I don't even have one of Jim and PJ's hoodies. It's missing in my life. I need it. Did, actually, did Jim and PJ, are they giving away hoodies? Are they? All right, okay. I'll find out about the hoodies. I can't guarantee you, by the way. I can give you the Jim and PJ mug. <clears throat> if you're not no. obsessed with Jim and PJ. No, it's not Jim and PJ. I like the purple. Oh, right. oh the, the, it's called Pinkle, actually, is the colour. Pinkle? Yeah, it's a combination of pink and purple. That's weird. I've never heard that. Ashling, it's not. It's not uh, no, Andy Bad News said, told us before it was called Pinkle. It's a combination of purple <laughs> and pink. Was he having you on that? Yeah, I think he was like. <laughs> 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 All right, let me let me get back to these the the psychics again. Pauline, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pauline? Hi, no, how are you? Good, Pauline. 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 <laughs> oh Sorry. my god! I know that was yeah, really bad. Yeah, so I do, I do, I, t- I take these people very <laughs> serious. So that's my take on it. Um, yeah. The girl who's talking about being told things that actually happened. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I Thank wouldn't you. go to any of them again myself now, but I did. And very accurate. I wish she told me more in actual class when I think back on it, but um, what she did tell me was very accurate. But I, I wouldn't be inclined to be messing around with that kind of thing anymore. I just wouldn't. Because it is, it is real. Not what? all of them. Not all of them are um, able to have, let's say, the power to tell you. Uh, what others can tell it depends on how how deep they are have delved into what are the witchcraft. Um, but who de- but who decides our fi- here's the, here's my confusion with this right because I don't believe yeah. in any of it obviously Pauline you're saying spiritually they can tell your future right if you believe well, in this okay well some of them whatever some of them uh, I can I don't believe our future is set in stone you create your own destiny like for example I can change my future right now. Mm-hmm. Like my at this moment in time, if you want to say that my future is set in stone, it technically is. If I continue down the road, I'm going. All right, so my future is set. I mean, destiny, right? But yeah. I can change that destiny. Of course, you can. If I turned off this microphone and walked out the door, I've just changed my destiny and future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And, and if you believe in God, you believe in free will. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's what free will is all about: is changing yeah, and creating I- your own destiny. Yeah, but you know, well, we're not going to get into the religion, or the, as you say. I Simon. believe more it, in my medium than I do in God. But it would be an aspect to it because it's spiritual. It is spiritual. It's a spirit or a soul. You're saying that. that. Yeah, but you're saying that there's an energy inside us that lives on after we pass over to come back yeah. and relay messages to these selected individuals. It just sounds far fetched. No, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is. So which way does it work? It, no, I'll tell you exactly how how it works. It's like. It, let me put it to you this way. My belief is based on my experience and also on the fact it's in the Bible. It's referred to, you're advised, in fact, you're told not to mess with it. Now, if God believes in it, I'm, I'm banking, I'm putting my, I stand on his word, right? So if he's referring to it and saying, don't mess with it, then it's real. There are good spirits, there's the Holy Spirit, and there are evil spirits. And if you go to get um, your fortune told or your future told, there are people who have delved into this kind of thing so much so that they have power to tell you things that 
ordinary people shouldn't know, but it's not it's not coming from heaven, let's put it that way. That are like demonic. Uh, it's not of God, it's, it's it's of the other entity and people should be very careful and not mess around. So in which so which way do, so hold on, let me get this straight. So are they channeling your relatives or is it like a demonic spirit relay messages to her that they know about you? I'm trying to work this out. Okay. I'll explain it the best I can from what I've learned. It's a person who opens the door to a spirit that is not of God will be given the power to do things, not the authority, because they don't have authority, but they do have power, and they can mess up and ruin your life. But these demonic spirits would have to know what your relatives are thinking, no? If they want to relay messages back to you, for example. Well, I don't know about... I don't know about you from the aspect that you're speaking about speaking from, or talking to people who are dead. That's not possible. That is not possible. But because Julie thinks it is possible. Explain. But what they can do is have knowledge of people. Yeah, but, but Julie, now Julie says they can, you know, they talk to like, you know, the, they those. They can communicate with the dead, yeah. It's okay. So, so you don't believe that, Pauline? You believe no. that the psychic people, but you don't believe that they can communicate with the dead people? No. I'm but I mean, no. one is equally as far-fetched as the other, so why wouldn't you believe it? But you're spiritual, aren't you? <laughs> of course I am. Yeah, well, well then why wouldn't you believe that? Spirit, Niall, but you just don't seem to get that. Sometimes when your gut feeling tells you something, uh, that's not your that's not your mind or your intelligence level. That's feeling. That's your gut feeling. That's that's your instinct. your inner spirit. Your in, no. yeah, when you're in, no, yeah, it's instinct. Yeah, it's formed over tens of thousands of years. As human beings, would you not accept, Pauline, <laughs> that we have basic instinct? Of course we have. To detect danger, you know, etc. I mean, like, if I met you, Pauline, and I spoke to you, I kind of have a bit of an idea what sort of person you are and know how to talk yeah. around you. So that's an instinct. That's an, an inbuilt ability that we all have. It's psychological, I suppose. It's an inbuilt ability we have to analyse each other. Well, that's, that's being able to... Um, that's what Julie's psychic is probably doing. Is analysing Julie. No, if, it if she's that good, um, I wouldn't go near her. That's being honest. You, would you not accept that, Julie, that psychics are just clever people and know how to analyse you? It's possible, but she's psychic. No, look, you're not going to make me not believe my medium. She's brilliant. I love her. And anybody that's, that's out there that has any kind of sad feelings about people that have passed or want to know something, a medium is the way to go. Yeah, sorry, James. Some people would say you go to counsellor, you know? Like I it, did go to a counsellor for many, 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 many yeah. years, and it didn't work. I went to a medium, and now I'm much, much happier yeah, because, with what I know. Yeah, because she gave you positive messages for the future. So she exactly. gave you hope. Yeah, but she gave exactly. you hope. That's because well, the, 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 the grief or the bereavement counsellor is not going to sit there and go, yeah, I'm talking to your dad or your mom or your brother or sister. If they're talking to me here, here, they're behind me. They're not going to no, say that because, no. they're, because that'll be lying to you. No, and they wait for your information. But if you go straight to a medium, you'll find out your information and you won't need a counsellor. I'm telling you. I know. I've, I've seen them in action. I've seen them in action where they'll say, oh, yeah, your brother is here with me now. He's standing right beside me. Medium that I go to, but she has got videos up as well. And go, uh, I'll even tell Ashley at the end of the at the end of the phone call. But you can go watch them and then you might think. And what do I see in the video? You'll just see how she works, how it goes on, and you'll see. Like, will I see something spooky? Or go, will I, will I got it, will it blow me there mind? There spooky ones up as well. Yeah, you will, you will. I'll see a ghost, right? <laughs> you might. <laughs>
All right, hold on a second. But let me go to Jude as well. Jude, you're on Glass. Well, say there, guys, please. Let me just go to Jude. Jude. Um, uh, Jude. I can see dead people. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Pauline doesn't believe that you can talk to the dead, but she does believe in psychics, that they can tell you the future. I don't believe in psychics, even money, oh, hang on, Even money can grief, um, even the spirit world, because it seems to be the, the one the mechanism that gets this going is the monetary gain. The money, yeah. The money, like, it, does, it seems to operate only at work if you pay someone for it. Because if, they, if I was there, say I die tomorrow... I wouldn't want my wife or my son giving someone else's money, giving their money away. I'd turn a contact to myself, save the money, put out the middleman. The money seems to be greasing clear to the spirit world. Like, why is it only, <laughs> it only money Maybe it costs money to get into the spirit world. I, I don't. Yeah, well, you have to pay off it back down. <laughs> yeah. It's like starting into a theme park, you know what I mean? Did they ever watch it? Well, hang on, sorry, James, did they ever what? Did you ever play Reiki? Reiki. Reiki. Oh, is that the thing with the sticks? No, that's the thing where they wave yeah, their hands all around your body. <laughs> isn't it? They don't actually touch you. No, yeah. It's, it's a kind of pseudoscience, it. isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah, there's no evidence energy. it works. No, no, no evidence. I, I think a lot of that is placebo, isn't it? Mm, we've had it done. Nonsense. Oh. Does it work? Full Well, some no. people said it worked for them, but I, I can't honestly figure out how. Well, so so you sit there, as far as I know, and they wave their hands all around your body, mm. but they don't actually touch you. And they're supposed to be playing with the energy of your body. The energy field, yeah. Yeah, I'm the arse. Yeah, yeah. The only that thing that I right? felt now was awkward. <laughs> yeah, embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I felt, if I did that, the only thing I'd feel is about two and a half grams lighter when I'm handing over the money at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sorry, but Jude, I mean, Jude, what do you say to people who go to psychics and mediums and happily hand over 80 quid, and they say, they told me something nobody else could have known. I don't believe it. I, don't, I think a fool their money is easily parted. Why is it that it only works when there's money involved? It, seems to be money is- it only seems to work for women too, by the way. I don't know why. It doesn't seem to work for men, because it, well, primarily their audience is women. But it means there's money involved. It's the monetary gain. It's simply, or you can only talk to your dead relative if you're willing to hand over money. I don't understand how if it's so, this thing is so, like psychics or whatever, they're so good at their job, but to get them to really do their job for you, you have to hand over money. It's like money is greasing the spirit world. Why is this thing about the monetary game? Yeah, by the way, loads of people are texting in the four-digit number I asked earlier on. I, I said I wrote it down, and if somebody was psychic, they can guess what it is. Can I just tell everybody, it's not 1963. Because you're all typing in one, because that's my birthday and people know that. They're all putting 1963. I'm not that stupid that I would put it down something simple as that. That's my PIN number, actually. No, it's not. Um, uh, loads of people guessing 2174-3147. Well, there's a lot of sevens and fours coming in here. Uh, if you two, guess them out enough, you're bound to get it. If you make enough guesses... I know, yeah. Jake got it close there in Liverpool, by the way. Jake in Liverpool got fairly close. I'm not going to tell you what his guess was, but he got it fairly close. 4798 to somebody else. 1246. Nah, stop with you. Um, that's a terrible number. One, two, four, six. It doesn't even sound right. Uh, three, seven, nine, eight, one, 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 two. Um, oh, that's a number that I use quite a lot, actually. Is it kind of a lot of the ones and twos? I'm into that. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Pauline, you're listening to Jude. Uh, you know, it's a load of nonsense. A fool and his money is easily parted. No, it's just, it's, it's, the, it's the side of it from, from my belief, okay, that I worry about people going and messing and opening doors into a spirit realm that is real. I believe it's real, not just because of my own experience. Um, like I said, I went to somebody, I was kind of afraid going, it was the first time I'd ever gone to somebody, and she was so accurate. 
I was absolutely gobsmacked. Since then, I've learned, don't mess with stuff like that. And that is biblical. And that's why I know it's real. So if God believes in it and says, don't go near it, he's saying it for a reason. And I believe it. So that's Who the only take I God can give say this? It's in the Bible, Jude. I know you read it from back to front. Oh, inside it, oh, I could quote it line for line. Well, I can't claim to be able to be that good. I'm only a baby Christian. Must be true. We've no proof that God exists. So how can you say that this is real? If God, with no proof he exists, would you expect us to believe that someone who didn't, with no proof exists, said something about something that doesn't exist? Well, <laughs> That's you're saying you're asking me, it's sorry, a bit complicated now. You're saying to me that you're, I'm asking people to believe that somebody who doesn't exist said something about something that doesn't exist. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. It depends on your belief and your experience. But I'm talking about proof, existence, proof, tangible proof. There's nothing tangible here. Where's the spirit located in the body? Holly. Holly. That's in me. I don't know. Well, actually, from what I've learned, it's actually in your abdomen. Like, you know, when you get a pang in your stomach or, you know, yeah. that kind of... Oh, when you're worried, like you get a pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's apparently where you're staring at. biological reaction. And is this fact? I want to know the fact. Give me tangible evidence. But Jude, I think that's a bit unfair because I'm like you. I I, 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 I live in the logical world. But hang on, everybody. I live in the logical world, Jude, as well. And I like to see facts and science and everything else. But I do accept that some things happen outside the realms of science that scientists don't even understand or can't explain. Like, for yeah. example, you know, I, I don't believe in Lourdes. I don't believe in Medjugorje. I don't. But I think it's all a money making machine, all that kind of stuff. But I do believe that people um, sometimes are, are cured of diseases or cured of yeah, cancers. And it's unexplainable. Now, I don't put it down to an entity or God. I just believe it's one of those things in science we don't understand. Like people have in hospitals, Never, nobody ever mentions this. They talk about, oh, my auntie went to Lourdes and she was cancer and she came back and she went into remission and doctors couldn't explain it. They seem to forget that the majority of people who go into remission, unexplained remission, it happens to them in hospitals. That's not Lourdes, but it happens in hospitals, right? So you see somebody who's been given a death sentence, told you're going to die in six weeks and you're, you're riddled with cancer. And then they go, there'll be a massive tumour. And then all of a sudden it shrinks or disappears completely. And doctors are scratching their heads going, we don't know how that happened. And it could have easily come back. Well, I, I, I could, but what I'm saying to you is, I do, like you can't attribute science to everything and logic to everything. That sometimes you do have to think a little bit outside the box. Sorry? But they're going to contribute. That no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not contributing it to a higher power. Not at all. No, I'm just I'm just contributing it to the fact that science doesn't know an answer. It doesn't have an answer for everything. That's all. Yeah, but hold on. Just now, it doesn't. In a situation like that, a doctor will be able to say, based on his experience, based on his knowledge, based on his his knowing of this particular disease, that what normally happens is at this stage there's no going back, and you've X amount of time for somebody then to turn around and say they cannot explain when it got that far. How it is, like you said, just gone. So it doctors are psychic, are they? There has to be some something must happen. Do you know what I mean? That's not what that's not what Jude. That's not what she's saying. Yeah, but why those individuals? Why not a child, an eight-year-old child with terminal cancer? Why did God not choose to save them? Why does He come decide to come back and selectively choose certain individuals? If He has the well, ability to heal them. everyone, I can answer why, that. To I you, just but think you might not believe in what my belief and understanding is. When you mess around with stuff like the occult and it might be your parents or you might have ever heard where God speaks about things happening for four generations in the Bible and I believe it. 
sometimes people can carry things. Like, like let's say my grandmother went to see uh, somebody who was messing with the occult or something. I can actually, that can carry through the curse of it. Or the yeah, I'll prove it. For four generations. Now, I'm well, only telling you what my then that you're are. an individual and judged as an individual in God's eyes, that you're carrying this, this son carries the sins of the father. Yes, that's exactly what it says. It's all in the Bible. Now, I know you might not believe it, but I am telling you now, all of these things are... Yeah, I, well, I think there's a logical explanation for that because sometimes people do carry the sins of the father or their sins of their family, and that's just a guilty complex. Yes, so or shame, or shame sometimes if your family, you know, like if your dad was a rapist or something and went to jail, you carry shame for that. That's, a, that, that's not something that's unexplainable. That's not something that would be godlike. Sorry, Jude. Yes? Yeah, sorry, what were you saying there? You said something when Pauline was explaining that, you, you kind of questioned it in relation to God. Yes, she's saying that, but I want to know, who, she says these, this thing is dangerous, messing with the occult. Messing with the occult, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. How... Is it dangerous if it's never been proven to be dangerous? Like, I know if I walk out in front of a road full of traffic, busy road, I there's a good chance it's dangerous, I'm going to get hurt. That's proof. But how, has a, where is this proof that these things are dangerous? Okay. Well, I want no, okay, no, hang on, hang on, let Pauline answer that. So, Pauline, yeah. is there ever any evidence out there that, you know, that somebody, that, that something happened to somebody who messed around with the occult? Yeah, there is plenty of evidence, and there's so many, so much of it. Um, there's one particular and then why person. Why is it not documented and, and actually it is documented, it is documented, and I have been. It's not accepted by scientists. It might be documented, but it's not. I mean, to say to say, Pauline, for example, that if somebody was messing with a Ouija board and the next day he was hit by a truck, that's not proof. That's just unfortunate. No, it's not. That's not. Of course, it's not proof. Yeah. But when when um, James was asking, like, how could God let a little baby? Um, who has cancer, like, pass away, and how do these things happen to people if God loves us? I'm trying to tell you. What uh, my understanding is, is maybe four generations back, three generations back, somebody well, that isn't proof. Your understanding is not proof. Pardon? Where's the proof? You said there is proof. You did say that denial. I heard you. You said there's proof. Tell me where the proof is and where right. it's acknowledged and accepted that the proof is there. Well, it could, it could only go by people's testimonies and experience. But that's not proof. Going by what people say, it's only, it's only subjective. It isn't proof. Going by what people say, you can't even go to a court going on what people say. It has to be proven. It's got hearsay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I can't know do that. So you're saying it's hearsay. It's not proof. Okay, well, let, let her answer. You keep saying things to Pauline, but you're not letting her answer you. Sorry, Pauline, yeah. go ahead. So, no, I've, I've watched some... Um, programs because I'm interested in this because of stuff that I'm learning and I've seen where one family, like for example, there was a Christian family. Now I can show, tell you how to find the video or the... Okay, just you know, explain it as, as briefly okay. as you can. So he's a Christian, this is a Christian family, they're a Christian couple and um, I don't know what they have in Thanksgiving, isn't it? In, in, in America, in America. November, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So they're all born again Christians, okay, so the parents taught the children where obviously as well and they were told go home and instead of you know, be careful what you say to your kids because it's not so much that you're lucky or you're unlucky. You either curse somebody or you bless them and you do that with your mouth. And the power of life and death are in your tongue. So you've got to be careful what you say. So when you say, for example, to your child, you're never going to amount to anything. You've just cursed your child, so you need to shut your mouth and kind of reword that. But there you go. So they have two children, I think a girl and a boy. The little boy is about 12 or so and the parents uh, hold hands at dinner. I think it's called Thanksgiving. And yep. they say, great. And the father 
blesses, goes to bless his children. And it's actually a prayer. It's the only prayer our Lord himself ever wrote. It's called, it's in the book of Numbers. I think it's chapter six in the Bible. And it's, it's a blessing that you bless your children, you bless your family, you bless each other with it. And when the father said it to the child, the boy, the little boy levitated. Now, before you get all excited, that is actually what happened. And these are a Christian couple. And the, 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 so the little boy levitated into levitated the air. Levitated at the, at the dinner table and the parents freaked. They didn't know what to do. So, so and, and, who, and who's seen this? Who are the witnesses that's seen this unbelievable feat? Family yeah, but they're all Christians. They're just going to agree with each other because they all believe in the Bible. Well, they weren't expecting that to happen. They thought their their children. They didn't realize. And can have they been able to recreate this trick? Now hold on a second. The child was messing with a Ouija board, and they didn't know this. So this is what had happened to him. He himself, even as a little boy, opened the door to a different spirit. If you understand me, other than the Holy Spirit. And you know, see, I would, I would, like, if somebody told me that story, like Jude and like uh, James, I wouldn't believe it. But, but, but if they could reproduce this parlor trick, then I'd believe it. Yeah, well, then what they did was they had to get people to come and pray over the child, and, and it worked. I will find that, and I will send it. Okay, no, do, do send it. I'd love to see it. Okay, well, stay there for a second, Jude. Paula, you're a classic kid. See you, Paula. Hi. How you doing, Paula? You believe in mediums and psychics? Yeah, okay. definitely. And yeah. have you, have you been to many? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't count. I, I've been interested for about, um, I, I guess, about 20 years or 22 years or thereabouts. Um, what, the first uh, time you went, what was the reason? Did somebody die belong to you, by the way? Um, it, well, actually, obviously. I, somebody did die belong to me when I was a child. Yeah. And before he died, I had a feeling there was something wrong. And I went and found him dead with my dad. Okay, I'm um, sorry to hear that. So that, that is <laughs> that's a very long time oh, ago okay. now. I was nine. But I actually remember, like, I knew he was going to die before he died. Yeah. I just knew there was something wrong. Uh, so that stuck with me. I mean, I didn't get into all of that. You know, the way kids or teenagers, women in their early 20s would be going to a fortune teller for, you know, to mm. see whether they were going to meet someone or that kind of thing. Yeah. So I did a bit of that. But at that age, I, I didn't really understand it. I was kind of, uh, you know, like everybody, kind of doing it for fun or afraid of it. Now, since I have kind of studied it and really kind of... When you say studied it, in what respect? Like just Googling well, and researching? Well, and Well, over the years, I've read many books. Okay, and, okay. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't believe all of them. Well, most, of them, I, most of them use what they call the Barnum Method. I don't even know what that is. No. Okay, well, it was PJ Barnum who's a, who he was. A, I think he was. A, he owned a circus, didn't he, Jude? You'd know more about him. You're into your history. He owned a circus back in the early 1900s, and he developed this way of talking. So, you, you do you ever see when you see a medium up on the stage, right? Uh, yeah. You know, where there's a crowd of people, and they yeah, go, yeah, yeah, and they do all this thing with. I'm sensing somebody beginning with a letter M and M right. and there's a pain in the stomach and they're doing all this and then somebody in the audience go oh I think that's me it's me Auntie Mary yeah. right yeah. and and th- this is called the Barnum method where you throw out a few clues mm. and then they give you definite answers so you've just said M they've told you Mary now you'll right. say something else they'll have forgotten they told you Mary and then the, the, the medium will go I have a Mary here with me does that make any sense to you well, and, and you go oh yeah because you've forgotten yeah. you've told them the name I so, wouldn't be a big be- believer in that mm, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I have been to see, uh, you know, the kind of big, the big um, 
celebrities. Yeah, the, the on-stage yeah. ones, yeah, like, yeah. What was his name? The the Liverpoolian guy. Um, he was oh, the, he was John like, something or other. Uh, was it a... I know, he's an irritating chap, but was it John Akora, some... Akora, Akora. Oh, Derek Akora. Derek Akora. Yeah, well, he died there about uh, a year ago, two years ago, yeah. John Edwards. John Edwards, yeah. I wasn't impressed with either of those. And well, who's the woman then? There's a woman too. Remember there was all hullabaloo over her she was over uh, here. Sally, Sally, whatever yeah. <laughs> There was a bit of controversy around That's her. right. She, no, some I, people were claiming she was getting tips in her ears and all sorts of things. I would be very sceptical about those. But I've had readings with people that I know for sure what they told me was absolutely correct. None of them ever tried to predict uh, the future. I mean, the ones I went to in my early 20s, things did because they were fortune tellers. I have noticed that they've all moved away from fortune telling and now it's all mediumship. But the ones that I have been to in recent years, because I would only, I would actually know who to go to now. I, I know what, what suits me and what type of they would be more sort of angel um readings and things like that but the um the messages i've had uh, are absolutely to me completely indisputable i had one lady who wrote everything down and i still have them written down one of them actually signed a name of a relative of mine in her signature now she wasn't aware that she did that at the time i rang her afterwards and said it to her See, I, people tell me these things, right? And I want to believe you, Paula. And I'm not, mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't suggest you're a liar. I'm not bothered if you No, don't no, no, that's that what I'm saying. And I'm I, no, I want to because I love strange stuff mm. and all that. So I really, really want to believe it. But people tell me these things, but no one has ever proved this or shown me this, or I've never seen somebody do it. And again, I'll put out a challenge. And I know there's loads of women, primarily women in Ireland, who claim that they're mediums. Come on the air and tell me something I don't know, or tell me something about me that nobody else could know. I'll challenge them to do it, and I won't get anyone. Well, okay, that's that's the way you should do it, is do it for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because um, it has to be a personal thing. Now, what that lady was talking about there, and I'm not in any way attacking her. I mean, she obviously has her beliefs. Pauline, she's yeah, talking, she yeah, she's talking a lot about the occult and things like that. If you put fear energy into it, you will get fear, and you will get fearful things. I don't believe what she's saying about the Bible. I don't actually believe in the Bible, to be honest. I think it was all written afterwards. And Do you believe uh, in God? Oh, I do, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, I okay, do. okay. I believe in God, but I don't... So believe you don't believe the Bible is God's words? I don't believe no, okay. in the gods that they have written about. Okay, because, and believe, I don't okay so you believe in a higher power. And as regards, yeah. you know, the guy that was saying about, you know, Dude. why does God choose to let um, young children die and all. Now, this may sound harsh, but the way, the way I see that, from what I've read and from what I've been doing over the last, you know... We have our path in life. We choose it before we get here. We do it for our soul growth. I don't believe we do that. It so, well, I do. I don't I believe. Do. I don't believe our path is chosen because if that was the case, no, no, there would be no purpose no, to life, we wouldn't there? Our, we choose it. We choose as it. we're going as along. We, as we're going along. No, no, we choose it. But when do we choose it? Happened? When when did I choose my path in life? Before you came here. No, I don't believe that for a you minute. Chose who, you chose all the pain you were going to go through. And all of them. Ah, Jesus! I tell you now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have chosen what I've gone through in the last four years for any amount of money. (laughs) I I could say the same myself, Niall. I'm in a similar position. But having said that, I do believe that that's true, and I I don't. I you know, I actually think really that, um, and it is for your soul, for your soul growth, and you're always better. Everything, everything that's painful is is beneficial to you in the end. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, well, well, hang on, Jude. You're, you're listening to Paula. Now, sounds like a very level-headed woman. Uh, and and But yet, she's saying that she went to a medium who wrote down a signature in somebody's handwriting that had passed away. Do you believe that's possible, Jude? No, and I'm not convinced. And she sounds very laudable, and she's, and she's, you know, she's very adept at telling her, giving her a point of view. I've got that. But that's just not proof for me. And I don't think, as you said... Unless you've seen it for yourself. But it's proof for me, and what you were saying about choosing your past. No, you must have worked with your master if you, if you chose to say all the stuff that you went through. Same here. If no one wants to inflict pain, so why would you want to volunteer to be a martyr by choosing your past in life that's going to have a whole load of crap and pain in it? Yeah, I, I, I see. I don't. I, I, I believe we choose our destiny, and I think, I think most people probably believe that, Paul. I think you may as well just give up on life completely if you believe that you've chosen it before you get here. So I'm the not- path is set in stone, and you can't change it. No, no, I didn't say it's set in stone. But you said, said you chose it before you get here. You chose the parents you got. You chose the, the family that you got. I didn't choose it. They, no, in fairness, I was adopted. So. <laughs> I know. I understand that. Yeah. But you may, you may, your soul may have chosen that to to uh, correct something that happened in a previous life. That's the way. But if we thought was. like that, if we all believed that theory that you have, Paula, there's then, not much point in living, really, is it? Because well, it's already no, decided. No, you're getting me wrong, Niall. I'm not saying that you can't make your choices while you're here. You can, you can choose, you can choose to do better every time you can choose to do, go down the left path or the right path in order to get on to another, mm. basically a higher frequency. I know if I start talking frequencies now, they're going to be taking the piss out of me. But <laughs> I don't know, I know, I know some people believe that we transmit in frequencies and all that. Here's the other thing to know, bring at you now, um, you know, like we all have the ability to do this. We're just not on that frequency yet. And we all have that ability. you just got to be open-minded and you've got to, um, you know, when you tune into yourself, it's absolutely amazing what you find. Okay, but just, just really one question, Jude, before we go into the break. Jude, do you believe in tele- uh, telepathy, tele- telepathic people? Yes. <laughs> Jude, you, telepathy. Oh, is Jude gone, is he? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I, sorry I, I thought you thought I was communicating with you through something. Sorry, Jude, do you believe in... Telepathic people are telepathy. No, unless you can feel it, touch it, see it, or smell it. So you, you don't believe that you and your son or your wife could be thinking something and the other person is thinking exactly the same thing at the same time through some sort of level of communication? No. Or that thing where you're, you're thinking of somebody who you haven't seen in years and then all of a sudden the phone rings and it's that person? No, okay, no, you, you think that's pure coincidence? Oh, right, okay, well, okay. I got, I got to take a break. Stay there. Do me a favor. Uh, uh, stay there for a second, Paula. I'll come back to you after the break. Uh, Colin Fry, by the way, is the medium you're trying to think of now. The TV show, the Six Six Sense, was that what it was called? What was it called? Oh yeah, um, Six Sense. Yeah, Colin Fry. Oh, he was so irritating, was he? Uh, stay there for a second, Paula. Let me go to Sarah. Sarah, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sarah? Yeah, hi. Hi, Sarah. I mean, Sarah, <clears throat> mediums, psychics, people who believe they speak to the dead and charge people eighty quid to say hello to them. Do you believe it? Well, firstly, I do believe it, but I'm not here really to give my opinion because I don't think it's that important what I think. I can only speak with you, or actually, I rather speak with you about what have been my experience in dealing with uh, with the paranormal, with the exorcism, with the mediumship, and what has to do with psychic gifts, which are a completely different story. Okay. And uh, there is, I never call into a radio station in my life, and I'm more or less your age. But I've been in this sort of um, working in this sort of things, meaning I translate books for um, 
for someone who knows very well about these things. For us, okay, where, where are you from? Really I detect obviously your accent. Were you, Spain, Italy. Where, where are you from? Italy. Italy. Okay. Okay. And I wouldn't. I would never have thought I was going to ring into a radio station to discuss something like that. What happened? That I was driving, and I was listening to um, what I would consider. Um, the two guys, that James and the other guy that was talking there, yeah. I would consider them like um, a couple of housewives discussing neurosurgeons over a cup of coffee. They know nothing about right? Okay. And I was so um, moved by that. I just thought, like, does actually, does this country, does Ireland actually have, con- have the man that uh, ring into publicly to make fool of themselves and actually uh, be happy about it. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to park into Google the phone number of these people, ring them in, and, uh, and say what I can share that perhaps can, um, can be a first-hand experience, all right? Okay. Then I'm going to leave you, and whatever they're going to add to it, I couldn't give a damn. No, they're gone anyway, no. but go on. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your first-hand experience, but go on. Okay, first of all, I, never, I, w- I would never ever believe the things I've seen and I have worked with um, if somebody was going to come and, and come in and tell me, right? So I would appreciate if people, the ordinary Joe Block is listening to this, and I'm going to mention children levitating or um, or the sad story, which is that I make example now about Ireland because you can look into and maybe find them out or, or ask or speak with the guys that are aware. And so I'm not speaking about a butterfly, I'm speaking about things that happen here. Okay. But the thing I'm saying is, I'm going straight to the point, right? Um, the woman mentioned children that the child that levitated during the prayer. That's right, yeah. The, the Christian family okay. on Thanksgiving, okay. yeah. Now, in exorcism, in, in, in exorcism, we know that there are two uh, ways in which uh, evil forces work, demoniac force work, which is the, the first one is the ordinary, which is temptation, and the second one is uh, uh, obsession, possession, and vexation. These three forms are considered extraordinary because they represent, they, they, they are visible in the sense that the person will have symptoms which cannot be faked, right? One of which is very, very common in the children that are possessed. They levitate in the presence of religious objects or when there is a prayer being said over them. And they can't fake it. I personally have witnessed a child which was watching television, the grandparents called the house to be blessed. They did not know that the child had any issue. The child levitate when the priest was blessing the house, levitate from the couch and move like a serpent between, basically, you know, between the object in the place. The parents and the grandparents run out of the place. They had no idea how to deal with it. In Ireland, there has been an awful lot of problem in the last 11 years, more or less. Um, for helping, for helping people after the demoniac possession to actually be adjusting into life and for the family to deal with it. And it's not known around. I, it's not for me to speak about it, but I just think it's unbelievable that people... That okay, but here's, speak, here's the thing. It's, it's mm. well and good for you to say to me in your line of experience, right? And I, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do for a living or where you work or what you're at, but it, it's mm-hmm. that you have seen this or that you know people who have witnessed this or whatever, yeah. this demonic possessions, right? But that's your story. And, and if, if it's true, nowadays, so many people have mobile phones and cameras. Why no, is... No, why they're is, not present. Uh, I, I know, but they're, they're always not present. Can I say that? I'm going to expose myself and say something more, okay? Okay. For the, for the good of, of really of truth and because anybody could ring and say nonsense. I understand that. So I do work for the International Association of Exorcists. I do work for the Vatican. I do 
um, work for them for a number of years, and I refuse. Now it sounds crazy to you, but I actually do refuse um, to get paid for the translation I do because. So, it's so you I, and to clarify, yeah. okay, so so you work for the Vatican. So you would be familiar with what the Vatican deems to be somebody who has a demonic possession. Now, I maybe you can correct me, or I is that maybe this? I'm not just that. I'm I'm, I'm not just deemed to known. I can assure you that I didn't choose this. I did not know when I agree to to translate, but just basically because of my language and whatever. Yeah, because you're a translator, when yeah. I, yeah, so I, I didn't know any of uh, the things I was going to get myself into. And I assure you that that affected me in many ways. Okay, no, but I'm coming back to the question I wanted to ask you because, yeah. uh, okay, so in the movies, right, in Hollywood. I don't, I don't particularly watch movies. I know, I know, but, but the point I'm making is they, they give yeah. us the impression that, that the Vatican... Um, would have a criteria for somebody who would be exactly. demonically possessed. So, okay, there speaking in be, foreign languages... Yeah, there is a team. No, no, there is... That's a, one of the gifts of the demoniac possession could be... Uh, is, is called known of unknowing things. So the person will be able to tell you things that nobody else will know. Another one could be strength above the physical capacity of that individual. So we had a child that was that was able to bend the metal gate. And I'm talking about, you know, a big metal gate. And the child bend it. There is also the capacity to um, eat glass or, or sort of object that will damage somebody. And actually, they do not get damaged. And the things that have took place um, that I have seen have really affected me in a way that I would never have gone on a radio to discuss it because I wouldn't discuss this even with my dearest person. But because I've heard the man say that when you cross the road, you can see the danger and there is a proof, there is an evidence that if you get knocked down, uh, you know, the injury will be there. Yeah, but logical. there's no evidence of what happened uh, when you're dealing with this sort of things. Well, I give you an example of the, the poor family from Kinsey. And I say this with, with greater respect for these people. And I'm, I'm still, well, I'm telling you one thing. Part of the family was in the Twin Tower when other member of the family were in the flight that hit it. Okay? I, I, know, I know things like that can happen. And I, and yeah, I understand. Every single member, there were seven or eight of okay. them. Okay. Every I, I don't want to talk about a particular event. Yeah, I, I think that's unfair well, to do that. It was unbelievable. You okay. couldn't make that up if you want to. Well, well, there is people. Will there are people who argue, or who are logical people who will argue that's just coincidence, and and they will say that's just. And, and by the way, I hope it never happened to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, for that to happen coincidentally is a one in a billion chance. But that things do happen coincidentally sometimes. Um, but in saying that, I I want to get back to the Vatican. Do the Vatican, by the way, conduct many exorcisms on a regular basis? In Ireland, in two thousand and nine. There was a six-month waiting list to see somebody. At the time, Jack Finnegan was the appointed exorcist. Subsequently, because he wasn't the type of person that should have continued with that job, a wonderful uh, person, Father Michael Ross, was appointed. And immediately, he was on the Late Late Show recently, wasn't he? I think. No, he passed away. He passed oh, okay, away. Okay. Um, and it was um, it was very dramatic, also, but. Um, there was a number of things that happened to him that were quite um, outstanding before he passed away. Anyway, and he was a Salesian. And uh, as for now, Pat Collin is um, an appointed exorcist, but I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't put him 
So, so there are some people, some who are better than others at doing it. In other words, exactly is like dentists, like a heart surgeon. Oh, okay, okay, I get you, I get you. Okay, but there there are people who will say, Sarah, listen, you know, fair play to you. That's what you do, and that's what you're involved in the translation, and obviously working for the Vatican, and you've seen things. But they still don't but believe. I'd rather you. not to see. But yeah, but, no, but, but they I still don't believe you. They'll say this is far fetched. You know? It's far. They'll still won't believe you. They'll they'll come up with some sort of logical answer. Some people believe there's no such thing as exorcism. That it's just mental illness. Um, no, they they believe I, that people I who are. I would love to believe this because it would suit me. Believe that you know, if I was able to to say to myself, "Oh, it doesn't exist. These people are just having a mental illness." That will make me sleep at peace. To be honest, when you translate three, four hundred pages regularly. And um, and they are of people that are so strict, so well trained and logical. By the way, to be referred to go to an exorcist, right? To basically when you first you you think you have a problem, okay? You then go to the to a priest or whatever. You then have to see a team of people, which included a clinical psychologist, a, a psychiatrist, a GP. Is to get they have to agree that what happened to you has no, in any way, any other reason. They don't book you into an exorcist like you go to the hairdresser, you know? Yeah, I mean, I. what do you think of people? Sorry, Paula, are you still there? I am. Yeah, you've been listening to what Sarah is saying. I have. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, Sarah, what do you think of people like Paula who will go to visit somebody, you know, medium, who will tell mm-hmm. them that they're talking to their, you know, dead brother, dead sister, dead father, mother, whatever, do you believe there this? There are some, I, well, I believe this. I also believe there are some that are very gifted, which are, they receive a gift to help others. And I believe some of them are extraordinary. I'll give you one example. Some of them are just chancers uh, taking 80 quid off you. Oh, yeah, some they are, and some they are, but there are others that are extraordinary. And some of them are not even, um, they have this gift, but they are in, okay, in amazing yeah, well, place, well, like Len Salabi. Okay, sorry, sorry um, Paula. Paula, do you believe people are possessed? I believe it could happen, yeah. I, I mean, I do think where there's light is dark, you know, and I, I do think the more you focus on dark, the more you attract it. And if you if you are going to, you know, a medium or somebody like that, you do have to discern really what, you know, where where their stuff is coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Of course, you don't know when you go in, but mostly for me, like I said, I've done a lot of reading, and I'd I do a lot of. I'd know now more than I used to years ago but I would never go with from I'd never ever enter into anything like that from a place of fear if you bring fear with you you either get nothing or you're going to get something bad and a bad medium by the way will give you bad you know I mean that's just like yeah as that lady said you can get a bad dentist a bad whatever you know you you can get a medium that guy was saying that he had some that gave you know harsh message messages well that's just somebody who's a bad communicator mm-hmm. they're not supposed to do that no. they're only you know they're supposed to be sensitive to other people's needs but possession i i do think it probably does happen yeah um so well then who's well, see possession relies or exorcisms or other rely mm. on your belief in god and the devil no it doesn't at all no because well, well, well then who well then who's sarah well then who's possessing somebody if i don't believe in god and i don't believe in the devil lucifer who is possessing the person can i answer to that yeah okay, okay. so there are there is um firstly there is not just possession from evil spirits that meaning there is not just possession from demoniac forces. There is also evil spirit or lost souls, right? 
So there is a there is a number of possibility when you're dealing with somebody that is showing sign of uh, another entity speaking through it is the time to discern. It's called discernment in exorcism when you have to discern if there is a lost spirit, a lost soul in it, or if there is actually a demoniac entity. And if that demoniac entity is one only or is more than one or is a legion. And that process is not a short one. It, it depends from how the presence will reveal itself, which is either verbally or in any other form and media. Okay, did you watch the, did, did you watch the movie The Exorcist? I'm sure you no, have. Uh, no, uh, no. Have you no, never no, seen actually, it? No. Uh, the reason I'm asking you was, I was going to ask you, is it accurate? In your, in your view. I don't know because I haven't seen it, but I tell you what, I've seen some picture on the side of the bus a few years back when I was driving about a movie about this sort of, um, of problems. And I don't remember the title, but it was accurate. What I can only describe you what I see very short in a moment, in a minute or two, and then even shorten that anyway. The thing is this, okay? Do you know at that stage when you're dealing with the person in front of you, if there is someone in it? And then you have to distinguish if the person is possessed by a, an entity, which, you know, will tell you silly things. Like when there is a spirit in a person, a lost soul, it will just be attached to um, a historical time or a family or personal situation. And it will not be able to tell you unknown things. It will not be able to tell you what you done yesterday or what did you do or what sort of naughty mm. things are at the back of your head. All okay, right? two, two things just before, before you go, because I have to wrap it up. Somebody says, lads, there's a savage documentary on Netflix. It's called Hostage uh, to the Devil. It's about an Irish Jesuit priest who performs exorcisms. Ask the lady if she knows Father Malachi Martin. Are you familiar with Father Malachi Martin? He performs exorcisms. Yeah, but I wouldn't discuss the name of a priest without their... their, their okay, well, well, he's in a documentary on Netflix. I understand it, yeah. but I did sign my... There's a number of things I cannot discuss. Okay, I, I respect that, I respect that. Okay, the other question I was going to ask you is, do you believe and that what, people... Do you yeah. believe people are born evil? Uh, and now, I, I know for a fact, for the things I've translated, that if children have... Children have born with this problem, not evil. A person is never evil when he's possessed, right? We know. No, just, just generally, you know the way we have evil people in the world who yeah. commit atrocities or kill people well, or I murderers. Translated, or I translated um, the the true the true fact from the witness of this child, this Down syndrome child that killed the mother while she, she was giving him back, and what he was able to say to the police when they arrived, all right? Mm-hmm. And that child has never, uh, has never spoke until the moment that he um, joked and laughed to the police, telling them, you see what I was able to do, and took the peace, literally, of them for what he was able to do because the mother was warned before by a priest that there was something about the child she shouldn't trust him all right mm. and what i i wouldn't get into the detail but what i'm saying i have when i translated things i've been given the trust with name surname address date and guard report so i wouldn't be discussing this oh no obviously i wouldn't expect you to discuss These that things are real there was a child he was in hospital for eight months he never eat for eight months from the moment he was born, for eight months, their child never eat. They wasn't able to keep the food in him. They wasn't able to feed him. When the exorcist went to visit him, he thought he bowed in front of him to say, hello, beautiful, beautiful child. He had the relic of a saint in his hand behind his back. That child knocked him down with a fist. Children of eight months of age in an hospital that have not 
touch food, do not knock down, knock down with a fist a priest randomly. That child knew the relics was in his hand. I translate another situation of a child. He, she was three. She never spoke. When they, they went to the, to the church anyway, the priest put his hand over the child's head and said, do you like Jesus? And she, she basically, I wouldn't say the word F over the phone, but she basically called him any name. Mm-hmm. That child has never spoke. Now, these are children that were considered to have, you know, yeah. retardation. They were retarded. They were not able to talk. Like the Down syndrome child has no spoke until the time that he killed the mother, right? Mm-hmm. He, they were fluent speaking when they were questioned by the priest or after they've committed the action that they were supposed to commit to hurt others. And that's not a common thing, you know. There has been a, somebody here in Dublin that had, um, she was um, committed and had surgery in a number of places because doctor here in, in St. Vincent didn't figure out what was wrong with her abdomen, with a number of things. And um, and I was present when that person was in Drakondra trying to explain to the people in Drakondra what was going on with their life. But we were all at a loss because what can you say? Like, you know, you listen to these people or you are present when some of the situation happen or you, you have to meet priests privately to discuss what things happen before they go to, to, to the... No, 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 no. I, I, do, I do get what you're saying and I think you've explained it very well tonight. Now it's entirely up to people whether they... I'm not saying believe you, but believe these things happen because people will... Uh, you know, say, okay, we're listening to you, Sarah, but they will think there may be logical explanations for everything that you've said or some sort of explanations for it. But look, it's been a very interesting conversation, Sarah. Thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. All right. Uh, Okay, well, there you go, Sarah, who works as a translator with the Vatican uh, for people or for stories in relation to stories of people who claimed or people who had demonic possessions. That was very interesting that she just randomly rang out of nowhere and happens to be living here in Ireland. Uh, Noel Fanatic. Um, what was that? Uh, I wanted to, uh, to compliment him where who before he knows bit about everything I agree with him tonight don't believe with the crap uh, but there are definitely some people who are blessed my uncle was in Egypt and someone came up to him and said that uh, he was sick and to get help and out of the blue she was correct thank God he's here today Okay, yeah, okay people have got messages like that before you know take care there you might have cancer you might have a tumour and you know, so other people will say that's just guessing. You know, I could probably walk up to your average 60-year-old who feels perfectly fine and say, listen, you need to go to a doctor. And I'm sure if you do go to a doctor and have an MRI, they'll probably find something wrong. But anyway, after the break, if I've, have I got time? No, I haven't, right? Okay, oh, we psychic wrote back to me there, did they? Uh, thanks a lot for the feedback. I don't normally listen to your show. And so I said, came, what I said came from the heart, wishing you the best of luck now. Well, thanks, but sadly, most of what you said didn't make any sense to me. But I, I understand that you, you had a go with it, and fair play to you, because some wouldn't. And I'll challenge, I'll throw a challenge out there. There's no money in it, by the way. I'm not James Randi. I'm not giving you a million quid. But I'll throw a challenge out there. If any medium can come on the air and tell me something that nobody else could possibly know, I don't mean something because I'm a public figure, because I have a Twitter account with 38,000 followers and a Facebook account with 74,000 followers, and we've thousands of listeners here day and night, and I talk about my life all the time, it's quite difficult to come up with something that nobody else could know. But if you can come on and tell me, and don't care about embarrassing me if you don't, I don't give a shite, come on the air and tell me something I don't that nobody else could possibly know. I don't know, my PIN number for my bank account or something like that. I don't know anything. Tell me something that I, nobody else could possibly know. 
I will believe you're psychic or I will believe that you can genuinely talk to the dead. Like if you could contact my father or mother or my brother who passed away many, many years ago. Uh, I'm sure they could tell you something that nobody else would be able to tell you because they would know things about me that I've never discussed on the air. So if you could do that, I will believe you're a medium or a psychic. If you can't, I'm leaving it open. The invitation is there. But I guarantee you, nobody will do it. Ah, people will have a few guesses. You know what I mean? And that's easy enough to do. You know, I mean, some of the stuff, and with respect to the person who texted, I'm not saying they did it that way, but when, like, somebody said your dad was probably a smoker and died of cancer, the answer, that would be pretty much spot on for 70% of the population in this country. Because most people who are my age, their fathers and mothers would have smoked. And most people who are my age, their fathers and mothers probably died of cancer because of smoking. So, or heart disease because of smoking. So that would have been quite common. It's less common now, but still a big problem in society. Obviously cancer. Uh, but less common as it would have been many years ago. Um, most people in those days, by the way, like you often hear somebody say, oh, the, uh, you, you know somebody who died, we get letter, the letter M, a woman with the letter M. Most people in Ireland would have either uh, an auntie, if you're my age, an auntie or a grandmother or something like that who, ha- who is a Margaret, a Molly, because they were very common names. Mary, they're not as common now. So M is always a good bet. All right. Uh, okay, Frank was a very common name too. So was Paddy, uh, Michal, Michael. They were common names back in the day. All right, um, what am I doing, sorry? What number? Oh, yeah, what number? Oh, the number. Oh, you, you want me to tell the number? That they're all guessing. Did you have a guess, Ashling? Okay, well, loads of people were guessing the number, by the way. Nobody got it right, can I point out, by the way. It was 2406. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. And by the way, in case you all think that's me, bank numbers, it's not. It was, it's a meaningless number. I just wrote it down. It was 2406. Now, if somebody does that at the weekend for the lottery, right, and wins, I want some of the money. 